0: As human beings, don't we enjoy enjoyment? This is Five Golden Things, The Liberty Lists, a podcast of whimsy from Liberty Church Collingswood and libertycollingswood.org. We'll hear from friends as we explore everything from potent potables to morsel delectables, awkward laughables to moment teachables. You'll get lots of different categories, but remember that for each one, there can be only five. Plus a mulligan or two. Five... Four, three, two, one. Liftoff. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Five Golden Things, the Liberty Lists. We are having some hot fun in the summertime today, but what's keeping me nice and cool is that I am joined by my friend and Digital Ministry Director, Liberty Collingswood, Pat McAdams. Pat, how are you? I'm doing great. How's it going, Jim? Yeah, are, are you enjoying the heat right now, or
1: I have a hot take. It doesn't feel hot outside.
0: We, uh
1: wow, <laughs> it's a really hot take? <laughs>
0: uh, just okay, turtle doves. Understand that, that that we did not like prep that beforehand. Pat, Pat just comes up with the puns, <laughs> absolutely, <laughs> like off the top of your head. So
1: yeah, well, I was walking home from uh, I dropped my our van off. Uh-huh. Uh, for an oil change, and okay. I actually walked home. It was like a mile and a half. Yeah. and I was thinking, like, when I, I was like, this isn't too bad. And then I walked in the house, and I was like drenched. <laughs> <swearing>. <laughs> so I,
0: it, it is pretty hot. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I've I've had my. Slowest jogging times of my life this week. Oh. It's, been, it's been really bad. What were your splits? Uh, Fess up? <laughs> n- negative. <laughs> ne- All <right>. Negative time. <laughs> um, yeah, it was, it, was, it was pretty bad. But we hope wherever you are, you're staying cool. And what we have for today is a trifle. We are going to talk about the top five bad TV and movie lines and I've I've put a lot of thought into this. Pat, you're a big movie and TV person, right? Yes. <laughs> i like to think so.
1: Um, yeah. Recently not not as much.
0: Okay. Is um, that like a agent stage kids thing or partially. I think okay. I've gotten
1: like pickier as well. Like there's right. like, there's a lot of good like B B plus TV. Yep. Um, I'm not sure how much like For me, like
0: A A plus there is. Yeah. So I've
1: kind of I've gotten pickier as like the quality has gotten better as well.
0: That's interesting. Yeah. And and there's also your triathlon training that that constantly gets in the way of takes watching. Yeah, a lot of time.
1: So sometimes I watch on my phone while I'm running (laughs) or swimming.
0: That's right. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And it's true that triathletes do watch things on their phone while they swim. Those those people are those people are animals. There you go.
1: And since sixty five percent of movies are Marvel movies, I don't watch Marvel movies. I'm out of the loop. There's not catering to me these days.
0: That is true. I I used to love the fact that Marvel finally got to the big screen after being the the little sibling to DC forever. But now it's like I've created a monster. Right. (laughs) And I get tired. Even I get tired of the content at this point. So, yeah, it's pretty bad. And one of the things that I enjoy about reading books is that when you read a good fiction novel that involves human beings, the human beings on the page... Well, even if they're crazy characters act like human beings but that doesn't always happen with tv and movies and so what i wanted to do pat with this quick top five is try to capture at least for me a lot of the times when i roll my eyes or when I throw the remote at the screen and say like this just does not happen this is this is not human interaction and contact right now and or they're just really bad lines
1: okay Uh, Quick question before we get started, is there a certain genre of movie or TV that this happens more often? Like drama, comedy, action, thriller?
0: So I'm going to skew towards action movies and TV shows, in part because, and I don't watch a lot of movie and TV really at all. When I do, it'll tend to be action. So this will be primarily bad action movie lines. But then every once in a while you'll see a drama dip its toes and get lazy into some of these lines that I'm going to be using as well.
1: Okay, okay. Well, uh, why don't we kick it off with your uh, number
0: five? Okay. Pat, picture an action movie. Okay, I'm picturing it. And you have rocked-up bro number one talking to rocked-up bro number two, and they just pick up their or they, – they're about to go into battle. Maybe it's a climactic battle, maybe not – The stakes are against them. Everything is really tense. Mm -hmm. And bro number one picks up uh, machine gun and cocks the barrel and turns to his buddy next to him and says, What does he say? (laughs) Let's do this. Oh, yeah. It's a horrible line. so as far as I know, I've never in real conversation, unless they're referencing or trying to talk like a movie or TV show, the thing that I hate about let's do this, and you'll hear it over and over again, is that it's like a substitute for actual words and concepts. So you're obviously going to do it. You, you've agreed to do it, but then you're saying, let's do what we've already agreed to do. And as, as a catchphrase, it's like the anti catchphrase phrase. It's, mm. it's like a wish sandwich or a, a Twinkie that used to have actual organic ingredients in it, but now it's just a substitute for real food. That's how I feel about Let's do this. Let's do this. Okay. Is that because you've heard it too
1: often or like a one let's do this is too much for you? I think it's both. I think especially
0: at this point, you hear it so much over and over again. I think what it's taken the place of, and have you, during pandemic, I went back and watched a couple of 80s action movies with my boys, Okay. many of which did not hold (laughs) up in pretty shocking ways, but you have all these great one-liners and catchphrases that, Like Me and my high school friends to this day will will repeat to one another. I feel like let's do this is a substitute for a catchphrase of substance, so it's a crutch catchphrase instead. That would be an interesting deep dive, somebody rabbit-holing. When in the first TV show or movie did somebody actually say, let's do this? Right. I guess it's about 18 years ago. And then it just became easier because it's so generic that you yeah. it can apply to any character in any situation. You actually don't have to invent a more distinctive catchphrase that actually fits the character or the moment or the mission. Instead, it's just, let's do this. Let's get fired up. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I guess for, for one, you could never imagine
1: someone actually saying that. Yeah, and like the like this is so vague, right? Like let's you know let's go kill the monsters. Like yeah, at least if it was like more descriptive about like what's about to happen or like the the
0: foe or like
1: the subject, but like
0: this, yeah, it's yeah, just yeah, it's just lame. Right. So it's so there there's no descriptive force there. Yeah. And if you actually would complete the phrase, "Let's go kill these monsters," that sounds totally <laughs> horrible. What's better about let's do this instead? Right, yeah, yeah, it's it, it's really bad. So turtle doves, if you are watching a movie or a TV show when one character says to another, it doesn't have to be two guys, I should say, as well. It right. could, could be anybody. When one says to the other, let's do this, you should stop watching because you're better than that. All right. That's, that's got my stamp of approval. Okay. You're right to be outraged. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so angry right now. All right. Let's, uh, let's move on to number four. Okay. What you got? Number four, so this can happen not only in action movies, but also comedies and dramas, so it's less action movie specific. But this is a crutch for actual good storytelling. When, Pat, say you and I are hanging out, and you know when, say for example, off the top of my head, you know that my father has died, which is not, in my case, true in real life, th- thankfully speaking. Okay. But if I'm going to say, yeah, I don't, know, I don't know if I'm ready for this type of situation right now. There's, there's a lot of grief, and I, I can just feel flooded with that. And then, Pat, you say to me, Jim, but don't you remember how your father died a couple of years ago, and you were really sad about that? <coughs> And then I go, yes, Pat, that's right. And then we keep going in the conversation. So number four is the, but don't you remember, Mm dot, 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 that one character says to another, which clearly if there's a relationship between the characters and the don't you remember implies between the two characters that they do have a shared history and shared recognition of what's going on. It is anti-dialogue between two human beings, and it's just barfing up plot to the audience and to the watchers, where there are so many different and better ways that you can creatively get to that point, but the don't you remember just galls me every time. That, that's bad. It's a backstory fill. Oh, that is bad. Yeah. Yeah, what, what would... Uh, so that should just not be there at all? Yeah, or, well, yeah. so I, I think second second bad, and I did watch Thor Lo, Love and Thunder recently, the not-as-bad but still pretty bad, this happens in in Love and Thunder, doing the flashbacks. So I think tasteful use of flashback in movies and TV shows can be really good. But in Thor Love and Thunder, it's such a large amount of flashbacks that it becomes a retcon and a backfill of things that the audience needs to know about. But instead of more skillful ways of getting to those points... They're just flashing back, but that's still better than, so it's Thor and Jane Foster talking about their previous relationship. That's better than saying, don't you remember when we went to a Halloween party together and I dressed as a hot dog and you dressed as something, So, which actually was in a flashback scene, which actually was not the worst flashback scene of, of the bunch, but worst, but don't you remember, dot, 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 not as bad flashback, but then... To me, the more skillful way is simply to get at the same things obliquely without being overt about it. So you might mention, or I just might mention something about my dad. Like, you yeah. didn't have to ask me, don't, don't you remember? Uh, even if I would say something like, well, after my dad, I'm not sure I can handle this. So that's, even that is is more skillful. Or right. you have... You can have two characters that are not the character in question talking about a third character who's off screen at that point to be able to give some exposition that way. Right. But you don't really need to do the the don't you remember? Oh, and I thought of another bad way. So, 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 so can you're you're the host right now? Can can I do a a bonus to my number four without? Uh, Let me check the referees. Uh, (laughs) Permission (laughs) granted. Okay. So also, I think primarily action movies, the use of newscasts in TVs and movies where there are characters that are, say, at a bar or at Mm. their house, and they need to find out about something that's going on in their town or in the world. You just flash to the news broadcast that they watch in the context of that scene that gives them the information that they need. Again, lazy, 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 so lazy, you don't like lazy, that? Lazy. I do not like that at all. Okay. And I also... <laughs> why do I watch movies and TV shows at all? I'm just total grumpy old man. I also really don't like when there's a newscast in the background in a TV or movie, and they don't actually reference it, and it's just there. So, like, do you know the whole Chekhov's gun thing? Yeah. Uh-huh. So, total Chekhov's gun situation where... There is a newscaster very faintly talking in the background, not picked up by the characters. But the newscaster is saying, and in other news today, the president decided to, if it's audible enough for you to hear, there is 100% chance that that's going to come back later in in the movie or the TV show. That's actually not as bad because it's a a seeding as opposed to a plot crutch where it's heard by the people in the room and then they act on that. Act on that information. Find another way to get there. Also, anything... This is actually your number one now. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, sorry. Oh, it's still, okay, there's still 40. This is horrible. Uh, yeah, so when, when the host becomes the interviewee, the, the, the interviewee, the host turned interviewee, does all of the bad habits that the host says, now don't do this. So anyway, also notifications by phone. So that, that, mm-hmm. that that's another symptom of the same thing where... Yeah. I feel like cell phones – and if you go back and watch older movies, it is so elegant by comparison when people actually have to use telephones for communication of information. It is. But now, if you want any shortcut, any time to introduce plot points to different characters, they can just see a notification or get a text and instantly – everybody's up to date, and they can pivot and keep going.
1: Yeah. I think that's a problem. Like, the cell phone is a problem with movies Yeah, in, in general. But that's a whole nother whole not yeah. story. Well, so. the
0: the good news about that is that cell phones and social media are only problems <laughs> in TV and movies. <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> yeah, so I'm with you on most of them. I do, like, maybe I'm, like, picturing, like, an old, like, Batman mm-hmm. movie or cartoon where, yeah. you know, has, like, the Joker, you know, his, like, hijinks in there. Yeah. But, like, but that's not necessarily what you're talking about. You're fine with that. but it's, Right. Yeah. I, I, uh, I'm i with you on that. Yeah. I'm with you on that. Okay, yeah, so, yeah. So, so I'm two for two so two far. Two for two, another stamp of approval. That like was very, that. you know, maybe way too long, but, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I'll, I'll give you Mulligan for that. i 1.5 yes.
0: for two. Good. <laughs> All right. Uh, what you got next? Number three. Again, action movie. Near to the battle, usually the act three climactic battle, where either the main good guys are in a war room of some kind and or on a big plane or ship or spacecraft where the scene cuts into the room from somewhere else and one of the characters says, first words in the scene, okay, I know we've been over this, but let's go over the plan one more time. Killer, right? Brutal. Yeah. So now that, that sometimes might actually be something, or Pat, you and I, haven't seen many real battles in our day. So, um, so there'll it, be none in our future. Yeah, there we go. Very true. So it's possible that that could actually be said by a general or a captain going into battle. Let's go over the plan one more time. Yeah. But the way that it's used in, in action and, and, and then it gives you a false sense of drama where it's like, Johnny, you stormed the castle. And then Sally, you're the one that's going to airdrop in. And then computer guy, you're going to be doing computer things. And right. then big, strong, dumb guy, you're gonna be blowing stuff. And so it it also gives a review, especially if there's new characters that have joined that last battle. A quick review of the powers, strengths, characteristics of all of the, all of the different players right. that you know are gonna set up the scene, but then somehow go wrong at, at key yeah. moments and, and that sort of thing. Why not show us more of the process? Or I like a good montage. So instead of I love a good montage. The, I, I've never met a montage sandwich <laughs> that I don't I'm like, like. I'm
1: like that with voiceovers as well. I can't get enough of voiceovers in movies, which I know is oh to be polarizing. Can
0: could, could we stick a pin in that yes. and, <laughs> and, and go back to that? I, I have thoughts about voiceovers. Okay. So with the let's go over the plan one more time thing, it also overexplains explains Like the yeah. audience – by, by, by explaining exactly what everybody is going to do to start, you actually reduce some of the drama in real right. time because you've already been told what's going to happen. Sometimes at that point, you over-explain beforehand because what the character is actually going to begin to do is unclear when you need it to be clear for the purposes of the movie, which would be right. bad storytelling at that point. So instead of like, Johnny, you'll defuse the bomb. Computer guy, you'll do this. Big strong guy, you'll smash things other person you'll you'll airdrop in like give us a montage of the airdrop person putting on uh, a parachute show us the computer person being a nerd show us the bomb diffuser like checking something and you don't even have to use words there but it's it's such a and if this is a movie or TV show it's a visual medium anyway so, show us don't tell us. Yeah. I I which show us don't tell us is a great rubric in any form of media. Yeah. Even songs. Like there are some bad lyrics that over explain as opposed to speak to something yeah. aesthetically and artistically. So, Yeah. No.
1: Yeah. I'm, I'm I'm with you on that. Okay. Voiceovers.
0: On that Love them.
1: Almost like 100% of the time. <laughs> the best ones I think okay. Blade Runner. Okay. Is like my, my favorite, some of my favorite voiceover yeah. work. Okay. Um the new Batman movie has an, an intro that has some voiceover. Who's giving where, the voiceover at the beginning? I've seen the Batman. I think it's. Is it? I think it's the the Batman. Okay. I believe. Okay, <laughs> it could be wrong on that. I'm sure. <laughs> Not a Batman. I'm sure the thousands of listeners here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mentioned okay. This, but um. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I, th- I think generally, if done
0: correctly, uh, I just like a voiceover. It's Just okay. It's nice. Uh, a funny voiceover story. So, well, two things. One. Sometimes I feel like voiceovers can shortcut again. I agree. uh, So, so the voiceover to me is best used when it introduces like a a different narrative Mm -hmm. point of view or a counterpoint, as opposed to just moving the plot along. Even comedically, the Ron Howard voiceovers in Arrested Development are are brilliant. Okay. Where where sometimes or no, never seen Arrested Development. Okay, so I really like it, and Ron Howard sometimes. The voice—it's—it's it's a sarcastic voiceover that—that that sometimes like flatly con- contradicts characters. So, Pat, did you remember to bring the microphones? You tell me. Yes, I did. Then the narrator says, "No, Pat did not." Uh, uh, yes. See that—that that would appeal to
1: me. Yeah, yeah. I think usually most voiceovers narration I'm thinking of mm-hmm. is more um, like language is kind of flowery and like tries to invoke a mood as opposed to explain, okay. like, plot points gotcha. or where you should be or explain to
0: the dumbest yeah. in the audience. right. So, yeah. so like, a Christmas story? Yeah. Well, I love that voiceover. Okay. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That's what I was asking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you put your cards <laughs> at the table here, buddy.
1: Yeah, no. I, I, I like them all. I <laughs> think it's a great yeah, <laughs> episode. <by>, it's <laughs>
0: definitional. I, yeah. I also really love the, the yeah. voiceover and Christmas story. Did you know that the person recording the – the voice of the voiceover is actually the author of the book upon which Christmas story is based. I didn't know that. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. He's, so, right. so he is Ralphie. Okay. Later in life. I like that. That's good. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Other thing, funny story about voiceovers. I forget if we talked about Roger Ebert before. He may have died close to 10 years ago now. A movie critic. Yeah. In Chicago. My favorite thing, he was by far my favorite movie critic uh, because he did two things. Okay. And most movie critics have either only one or neither of these two things. Number one, he's a good writer. True. And not every critic is (laughs) is a good writer. It's it's like Christian theology. Not everybody that writes (laughs) should actually write. And then secondly, you have the overwhelming impression when you read his reviews that he actually enjoys watching movies. And both of those things are very important for a pleasing reading of movie critics for me. Sometimes you'll get people that love movies, but then are just not good writers. And so you feel feel like you're in a second grade book report of of the movie. But then sometimes they're good writers, but they're so cynical and angry about what they're watching. It's like, hey, you're getting paid to do this. You can do something else with your life as right. opposed to complain about the one job that you're here yeah. to do with me right now. So, and I guess the third one is like, Ebert was appropriately critical, so he wasn't just a fan, a fan blogger saying, like, right. Ev- like, everything is awesome all the time. Yeah. So one time, and back before the internet, I, I still have at it home, it's in storage now, but, like, big, like, collections of Ebert's reviews, and I would read them just for fun because I enjoyed reading Ebert. Yeah. One time I read a review, I forget what, I think from the, it, it, it was at least probably from, I'll say it this way, Pat. I, I can give a rough date for it because there were so many college dorm rooms that had a poster from this movie of a long-haired, topless Brad Pitt from what movie did such a poster cub. It's kind little, of his breakout role. It's a little bit before my time. Can oh, yeah. Thelma and Louise? Good guess. Same basic period, early 90s. Legends of the Fall. Oh, I... I absolutely adore Legends of the Fall.
1: Okay, awesome. Mostly for the score by James Horner, but... Nice. But it's great. Yeah, that's Anthony Hopkins' yeah. incredible role. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So can you confirm or deny that you and Brittany have that Brad Pitt poster somewhere in your house? I wish I did. Okay. <laughs> I wish you we... did. Yeah. <laughs> we can work on that. Yeah. So Ebert, in his review of Legends of the Fall, and I've never seen Legends of the Fall, but... Uh, Wait, you've yeah, never but, seen <laughs> No, that's not the point of the story, <laughs> I know, but the, it's funny. The... <laughs> I, I, I've seen the posters. <laughs> so apparently there's a voiceover narration of a Native American, or at least somebody talking in a Na- Native American accent. Can confirm, yes. Okay, speaking at, towards the beginning of the movie, and Ebert says, of course, this movie being what it is, and he, he wasn't dis- disrespectful, but he said, it's, it's not a huge surprise that a stately, well-done, narrated introduction by a person of Native American descent is giving the voiceover that introduces the movie. And midway through the voiceover, one gets the overwhelming suspicion that the end of the voiceover will culminate in the stating of the title of the movie, period. One realizes that that suspicion is correct. (laughs) (laughs) And so apparently the, the last of the voiceover is The Legends of the Fall. Nice. Cut to topless bread. Pitt. Nice. <laughs> the, the legend of the fall. So yeah. anyway, voiceovers, that's all I got. Anything else about that?
1: No, except for Roger Ebert, one of my favorite movies of all time. Yeah. Maybe my favorite <clears throat> movie of all time is in his top ten.
0: The, oh. The Tree of Life from 2011, Terrence Malick. Movie. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Also one that I've never seen. Okay. I hear it's amazing. It and is. I don't, I'm not sure I've come across, so like towards the end of his life, his ten best movies of all time. Yeah. Or was it just like he, he would do an annual ten best? I think as well. I think he would do it maybe
1: every ten years Okay, from Sight and Sound or something. Gotcha. And I believe the last one was a couple years before he passed away. Mm-hmm. Um, and an entry of life. Yeah, snuck in. Okay. That's one. Very yeah, good.
0: So, four stars. Yes. Nice. Um. All right. Number two. Number two. This is similar to the Don't you remember dot dot dot? Okay. Also a way, of. And this will happen a lot in sequels. And I guess the most famous example of sequels contradicting earlier sequels is how the last three Star Wars movies, episodes 7, 8, and 9, 7 went in one direction, 8 went in a completely different direction, yeah. and then 9 totally went in the opposite direction of 8. Have, have you seen those Star Wars movies? Yeah. What's, okay. your, what's your
1: opinion on them real quick, like 7,
0: 8, and 9? So I'm an 8 guy. Okay, each a favorite. Yeah, agreed. Right. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, agreed. So, so seven, which was the first of the new ones. Which one was that? What was? What were the titles? Force Awakens. Force, Force Awakens. Too much of a retread of Episode Four, a New yeah. Hope. Did and, Did
1: you like it right when it came out? Like when you first saw it, or were you like, oh, it's basically? I liked it when it came plot. out,
0: but then the more I thought about it, it's. Yeah, just, I was the just exact same way. It went microwaved. from
1: like an 8.5 down to like a 7 for me. Like still right. enjoyable Star Wars. Yeah, I can still just enjoy myself in that yeah. universe. But right. the more you think about it, I'm like, eh, was well, yeah. this really that good? Right. And then
0: the is it The Last Jedi that, that's episode 8, right? Yeah. Ryan mm-hmm. Johnson. Right. So with that one, it was making bold choices. It was going in new yeah. directions. It was not being over-reverent with the source material Kylo Ren tells Daisy at one point kill the past, that's how how you make your own way, and spoilers for (laughs) Star Wars episode, I I thought it was brilliant that, oh wait, no, Daisy Ray was the, wait, Daisy Ridley. The
1: actress Daisy Ridley, and she plays
0: Ray. Right, okay, sorry, yes, so (laughs) the fact that Ray, in episode eight, had no lineage of note, I thought that was a brilliant masterstroke of unlocking the Star Wars universe all over again uh, where yeah. there are some new, same universe new stories which is all I wanted out of those sequels. Yeah. So. And then episode nine came along. That was pretty
1: rough. Yeah. I, I, I can't say I didn't enjoy myself in the theater watching it mm-hmm. but I also can't say it was a really good movie. Yeah. And I haven't watched it since and I'm not sure if when right. and when I'll, even my kids start watching Star Wars movies I'll yeah. go back to it in like 10 years.
0: Yeah. The, maybe we could do a Five Golden Things, Star Wars at some point. We mm. need an angle for it. The, my, my standard Star Wars observation is, with what other movie franchise do I watch everything, even though I admit at the same time that about three quarters of all of their product I don't enjoy? <laughs> <laughs> Why do I keep watching? Right, right, So I liked four, five, most of six. Didn't like any of the prequels. May, like, you're of the generation, not to over-stereotype, yeah. that, that may have enjoyed the prequels more than...
1: I like them... More than others, but I understand okay. how, like, they're pretty boring.
0: Yeah. But yep. I
1: kind of, I like boring movies, so <laughs> <laughs> they got it with one person. We're okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, and, and you told me before we press record that you love Jar Jar, so there, my it, favorite. there is that too. Yeah, one of my favorite top ten all-time characters. Still waiting the for the Jar Jar <laughs> Renaissance. Yeah. And then seven, eight, and nine were more bad than good. Yeah. Yeah. But we keep coming back. Yeah.
1: It's interesting when you see um, people walking out of the theater from mm-hmm. the Phantom Menace I'm not sure if you ever watched like the YouTube reactions no people loved it Oh really people, like people like big star fans like okay. they loved it huh. um, and then I'm not sure at what point in time like I know the critics you know weren't weren't big yeah. on it but I'm yep. not sure at what time it kind of turned to the audience as well yep. if people were excited and
0: then it kind of like slowly died down yeah. or not but I was so excited for that movie I I, I I camped out overnight to get tickets no for, for my friends while I was reading. John Calvin's Institutes of the Christian Religion. Wow, a lot going so, on. <laughs> it, was, it was a heady time, Pat. Yeah. Okay, so number two, oh, yeah. the hand wave of previous plot points that you don't really want to have to deal with. Okay. Pat, I'm not here to talk what I, talk about what I did last week. The whole I'm not here to talk about X mm. is a way that you acknowledge something that's happened, but it doesn't fit into what you're currently... And into the future, trying to do with the plot, so it's just I'm not here to talk about okay. that.
1: Is, is that because the they, the writer feels like they have to acknowledge it? Like yeah, they can't let it go by. Yeah, the people are like, well, what about that? Yeah, so this is their way of just like, all right, we don't feel like or we don't have time to yep. maybe in like. Post-production, like uh, the editing, like we don't have time for this, we need to put this in there. Yes. So a a recent
0: example from the MCU, I know you're not a huge MCU guy, but earlier this year, I think the first Disney Plus Marvel show was WandaVision with focusing on the Scarlet Witch and Vision. And then recently, a couple months ago, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness came out and... Part of this is COVID shuffling, where production schedules yeah. and release schedules have, have been rearranged so many times. Yeah. But Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, which was released after WandaVision, takes the character of the Scarlet Witch, Wanda, in a completely different direction, pretty much than where she was left, where she ended at the end of her series. Hmm. And so towards the beginning of Doctor Strange, Strange meets Wanda for the first time and Wanda says, "I bet you're here to talk about X," and that was her referencing of everything that happened in Wandavision. And then Doctor Strange said, "I'm not here to talk about that." And then they just go into completely. So it's all behind direction. them and never reference. It doesn't come up again. Clean slate. Yep. Mm. Yeah. So, so go back and think. Either if it's, it can also be used when something happens between two characters that needs to be resolved. Mm-hmm. And instead of working to find some type of satisfying relational yeah. resolution between two characters, you can just say, I'm not here to talk about that and keep going. Mm. And so often when you see that in movies, this can this can occur in dramas too. The I'm not here to talk about that is a guarantee that it is never going to be talked about or referenced in any way, shape, or form ever again. So it's actually better, in my opinion, not to say I'm not here to talk about it. Just don't talk about it. It's
1: sort of like when. Okay, so not even mention it. Just at don't all. reference it. Yeah. Do you think more people are more upset with your way or the way of not mentioning it? Like, if they didn't mention, it all the people would be like, I can't believe they're not going to say anything about what that happened at all. Right. Or do you think they're like, oh, you know, they're more upset with yours? I think yours is a more interesting thing to be to be upset about. But I think most people yeah. probably are less upset with that. Yes another way well I think but I think they're wrong
0: well but I would but I would agree with you I think and you know internet culture and i I realize I'm talking to our digital ministry director so I value internet and that and and, and that sort of thing that that would be funny there could be some historical analogs pat if your job as digital ministry director would be to, like, eliminate all digital yeah. content from Liberty College whatsoever. what whatsoever. So, like, a, like a hacker. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. So with uh... – <laughs> Where were we?
1: We were where I was saying that I think generally your opinion is right, but I think yeah. most people would go the other way, and they'd be fine
0: with kind right. of just Right, yes. Like, okay, you know. Internet like, culture. Yeah, yeah. We're leaving all of that yeah. in. So <laughs> – with, like, Reddit wormholes and sure. fan culture and podcasts. And I, I actually spend more—I have I, spent more time listening to podcasts since Tuesday night about Thor Love and Thunder mm. than the duration of the Thor Love and Thunder movie. So, so I am part of that world, sure. at, at least in a couple different ways. Yeah. If, if, if something is dropped or contradicted, then that's going to be picked up in fan, in fan culture and dissected forever. But I right. still think it would be better— I think Star Wars is a good example of this. Have, have you watched Obi-Wan? Have not. Okay, no. so, so Obi-Wan is tricky because you're slotting in a new story in between lots of fixed points on either side in terms of Star Wars continuity. Yeah. And to me, over and over again, there are retcon references and attempts that just make sure that everything fits up fits in the overall right. continuity. Yeah. Most of which don't really work for the service of making Obi-Wan a satisfying view- viewing experience in itself. Mm-hmm. It's just servicing the continuity overlords, and which is particularly hard with Star Wars because George Lucas did not know the end from the beginning when he right. started all of this stuff. So there's actually a fair amount to have to go back and yeah. retrofit in different ways. I would privilege satisfying viewing experience in the moment and then you have the writer, director, producer come back and say to the fans afterwards, yeah we know that this is a small contradiction but it worked better for storytelling in this in this vein so we just decided not to go back to it. Sorry that we can't make everything line up, we're doing our best but story, present story needs trump small continuity errors along the line. Yeah. To me, and I think most fans would be fairly satisfied by that. Like, oh, it's a good faith effort as opposed to all of these like Rube Goldberg machine-esque right. explanations for yeah. how this fits into this yeah. that just make no sense at all. Agreed.
1: I think there'll be a small segment who would be upset because they're like, you know, they probably think this like in their, somehow they conjured in their minds like this actually happened. And so, like, <laughs> you know, what you're saying, like, doesn't work, doesn't fit. Like, because, like, <laughs> this is like, almost real. Yeah. But, uh,
0: yeah, agreed. Have than have you seen YouTube clips of Conan O'Brien's triumph the insult comic yes. dog going to the Star Wars convention? Yes, they were like some of the big classic ones. Yeah, they're awesome. Yeah, we we don't recommend watching those yeah. at all. So that's all I got for number two, Pat. Okay, here we are. There's a lot in there.
1: From that was this may be the, the number one of ten, <laughs> but <laughs> but we're but we're finally here. Either I, way, it's number y- one. Yes, yes. Uh, what's what is number one? Pat. Jim.
0: <laughs> we've had some good times. Yes. We've had some bad times. Not too many, but... We've yeah. had some hard times. We've had our differences. We've had to duke it out every once in a while. But because we've been through a lot, and I'm not going to see you for a long time after this, maybe never again, I just wanted to say thanks for everything. Ooh horrible That's bit bad. of movie dialogue. And I want to say that that I am, pet and I haven't really had to get out fights no. or hard times. Uh, pet is being neither fired or killed <laughs> <laughs> at the conclusion of this podcast. Although, wouldn't that be a big reveal? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, that got dark. Um, so, yeah, towards the end of, usually it happens with characters, they're usually two good guys. Or yeah. one, like, Protagonist and then like an anti-hero mm-hmm. or somebody that through most of the movie they're not exactly on the same page with one another. Although by the end they realize that they've that they're working towards common goals. Yeah. And whether or not they have conversations to resolve, they're obviously willing to put their differences aside and by the end of the movie come to a grudging respect for one another. Mm-hmm. And Especially when none of that stuff has actually been hashed out by way of dialogue. <laughs> yeah. When they're about to go their separate ways, one says to another, oh, and thanks, pause, for everything. Okay. Over and over and over hmm. again. It happened at the end of the most recent MCU series, Miss Marvel. It happened in, I'm blanking out, but literally two or three Movies or shows that I've yeah. seen in this calendar year. There's the "Thanks for everything," which is also super lazy dialogue-wise because nobody says that in real life. Right. Who says "Thanks for everything," Pat? If, there, if there's something that I want to thank you for, I'm gonna say, thank Pat, thank you for this and thank you for that. Yeah, e- even if it's like some sort of like, "Hey, we're not gonna see each other for a while," Pat, really appreciated how you're doing such a great job. Uh, digital ministry. I appreciate and thank you for being so reliable. Thank you for being a good friend. Thank you for, like, yeah. But if if we're not going to see each other for a long time, and I and I would tell you thanks for everything, yeah. you would actually feel shortchanged, right? Like that <laughs> sob. Like, yeah, he's, he doesn't have time to actually thank me for specific right, things. Right, right, right. So it, it, in real life, number one, nobody says it. Number two, True. it would actually come across as a backhanded insult. Thanks for everything. Right. Yeah. Okay. I think there's a lot of problems with that. Okay. Um, Tell me.
1: So, so, uh, so is your main thing with the way you started it off is like they had a rocky relationship. So, yep. Um, are you annoyed with like, you know, they're not thankful for everything because there's been like things within that relationship they're not thankful for. So it's inaccurate, or it's lazy and bland and the latter more than the former. Okay. So.
0: I think one of the, whether it's books, movies, TV shows, when characters that initially are at loggerheads with one another yeah. to, to come to an understanding and a respect, that's drama. Yeah. That's humanity. Mm-hmm. That's real life. I like all of those yeah. things. But nothing has ever been resolved by a thanks for everything. Right, right. Thanks for everything. Yeah. People that are married, after a big fight with your significant <laughs> other, here's, here's a pastoral tip. At the conclusion of the argument, <laughs> I guarantee that I'm a pastor. This will make everything better. Just tell the other, thanks for everything. Thanks for everything. And it'll just make everything
1: better. Yeah, it mm. is really weak. Yeah, it is weak. Why do you think they? Why do you think they? Uh, so, so a lot of these, but this one in particular. Why do you think it's written in there? Do you think it's because, hmm. like the the quote unquote public yeah. is like used to like just these throwaway vague phrases, and they're they're comfortable with them, and like. Oh, I don't really think about that.
0: You know, maybe this. You know, that's kind of what people say, or like. I think people like happy endings, and so. Yeah. But then also, one of the ways in which it's a crutch is instead of showing that a real resolution or understanding has occurred, it's another, it's another shorthand. Yeah. But really, I think it would be better, at least, and maybe there are other ways too. Yeah. Like. Those two characters don't need that moment. If, if it's obvious enough on screen, even if it's an action movie yeah. and they're just helping each other in battle, just give me a handshake or a hug right. or a look, even a steely nod. Yeah. That's so much better. Like, th- that, can, that actually has happened in, yeah. in real <laughs> life. Like, I can see human beings doing that. Yeah. So either give me less or more okay. but Thanks for Everything is the lowest common denominator that takes me out of any viewing experience because it is so incredibly artificial made more frustrating because over and over again they're meant as these culminating dramatic lines mm. that tie up in a summative way so many different aspects of multiple characters' journey that yeah. Thanks for Everything is the thing that sticks the landing mm. But it's like if Maverick at the end of Top Gun Maverick. You've seen Top Gun Maverick, have right? not. Okay. But I recently we so, rewatched Top Gun. That's right. And you told me that. Um,
1: it's so cheesy but so incredible. It's yeah. really good. It's really good. Yeah.
0: yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I haven't come back and watched, watched okay. the original yet. It, it's on my list. Yeah. Just imagine. So we'll use the, use the original Top Gun. Yeah. Just imagine if when Maverick is flying back after defeating the ambiguous bad guys in MiGs, yeah. <laughs> If instead of, like, landing the plane in the aircraft carrier, everybody's high-fiving, but instead he just, like, misses the aircraft carrier <laughs> and <laughs> crashes into the ocean and everybody's like, well, that was fun, yeah. and then keep going. To me, that's how I feel mm. when I get the thanks for everything.
1: Okay. What if thanks for everything that was never used before and then it was used in, like, one movie that you saw? it? Still bad or, like, oh, yeah, yes. okay, you can use it one time in movies. <laughs> In the world, it, it, bad.
0: it gets worse with use. Okay. So. But even one time. I, I I. Well, we'd have to go back to ground zero of <laughs> whatever movie or TV show used that line. And so, how long do you think that would take if you spent like that? that would, Three thousand hours. Do you think you could? I, I think you could get there. You think so? Yeah. Okay. You know, you narrow the parameters. So, TV shows, movies made in America. Okay. <laughs> that's good, but that's like... Or, or, or it could be any country. Okay. And then you have to go through all this. Yeah, that would be hard. That's the
1: easy part. So. Yeah, yeah. But, okay. So
0: I, I, I guess it would be more understandable. It, just over time, it's become more yeah. and more of a crutch yeah. and, and a cliche. But, but even then, Turtle Loves, if you can find the first instance of Thanks for Everything, Pat and I can watch it live. On YouTube or whatever platform, and it could be like an MST3K situation where we're just talking. That could actually be a really fun idea, by the way. If someone can find that and verify (laughs) that, I'll I'll do that. I I think if we'd see it, we would be able to think of five different better ways to Mm. carry that same scene than punctuating it with a thanks for everything.
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: All right. Uh, I think the goal
1: in the coming months
0: has to be the top
1: five best movie TV quotes Okay. Maybe mathematically. Quotes
0: like, or tropes or. Y-
1: yeah. Maybe it may be like, yeah. You know, okay. Used
0: things that are actually effective. Okay. Yeah. Not, like a, not a whole
1: podcast. I don't know if some, anyone's listening to that whole podcast, but. <laughs> no, <laughs> I like it that. In Somewhere. Yeah. yeah
0: I, I wouldn't be the one to come up with those because <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm too grumpy. Somebody positive. <laughs> Fair out enough. There. That's the, it's, it's the ball's in your court for yeah. that one. Uh, okay. We'll see. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's all I have. Anything else from you, Pat?
1: No, I think it's a nice, solid list of things to be kind of either annoyed with, upset about, angry about, <laughs> furious. <laughs> well, I didn't really sense any fury,
0: to be honest. Oh, uh, I, I deeply furious, and yeah. that's what we felt our listeners needed right now—anger and fury. Yeah. And so hot like the sun. Hot like the sun. So for Pat, I've been Jim, Turtle Doves, Tata. And thanks for everything. Wow. That was definitely a top five episode of five golden things, the Liberty Lists. And remember, kids, schadenfreude ain't just a river in Egypt. Wade in the water a little deeper anytime at libertycollingswood.org and find us at the usual socials. Make us a top five follow and you'll always be our number one. Toodle pip.
1: People like you know, it's not Bruce's fault. And then someone's like, "Why don't you take that five hundred million dollars?" People are such idiots. Yeah, Why not you take that five million, five hundred million dollars and do a.